0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode four of the Play Without Fear podcast with Brent and Mark. Uh, Apologize in advance for kind of the extended layoff. You know, it's busy time with the holidays, but we're excited to to come back today and talk a little bit about mental resilience with you guys. So, uh, Mark, it's good to be back with you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I like it when Brent does the intros. (laughs) He's a
1: little smoother at the intro piece. Takes me a little while to kind of get ramped up and warmed up, but... Great to have everybody back. I'm excited about this topic today. We have a couple guests with us, some friends of ours from Chicago. we got Christian and Lenny. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Mark. Glad to be here. Yeah, I look forward to your input on our topic today. You you talk about mental resilience. Where we've been, Brett? We've we've so far episode one. We talked about confidence.
0: Yep, confidence and and kind of introducing everybody to that to the whole play without fear and and what does that right. mean? And we've talked about our history and and how we've kind of got to where we are. Um, in the last episode, we really were honing in on legacy and and how it's important to be cognizant of your legacy and, and kind of what you want to leave behind and what you want to uh, share with others. Right and res, being a resilient person i feel and you guys can all hop in if you want um, having a lot of resilience goes a long way i think in, in being, being able to build a positive leg- legacy because you know things are going to get in your way no matter what you do for a living so how are you going to how are you going to get through that and how are you going to have the the grit to persevere and show that resilience so uh, i think it's a right. super important topic you know what's
1: interesting, Brent? Uh, a friend of mine who's an endurance athlete recently introduced me to a podcast by, I believe the gentleman's name was Colin O'Brady, maybe. Anyway, he'd he climbed like the the five tallest peaks within you know less than a year. He hiked across Antarctica, and I didn't listen to the whole thing in depth, but the pieces I list listened to really go a lot with what we're talking about today. And one of the things he described is so often in life, we we have reasons, we have excuses, we have these things, right? Um, and a lot of people can't do this, can't do that, because this happened to them or that happened to them. And he talked a lot about the negatives in your life being your ones, right? Your ones being your worst most negative things, mm-hmm. right? Your 10s being the best. Well, there's a couple ways to really look at this, this resilience thing. Some people would view, I've had too many ones. There's no way I could ever get to a 10. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had too many ones. Right?
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: But in reality, he had his ones, and I can't remember exactly what they were, but he's had his 10s. But is it really that you need your ones to get to your tens?
0: It, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you build resilience up and
1: um, well, that's your story. I mean, would you rather go through life, duty do, being a four or a five? Brr, let me check the box to my retirement day, burn, I go to work. Or would I rather, you know, take these lows I hit because the shit's gonna happen to you. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to have ones. Right. If you think you're not going to have ones, you're you're smoking crack. But how do you take these ones to get to the tens, right? You need well, the ones to get to the tens. The ones create your tens. Yeah,
3: and it, it sounds cliche, but it's the the trying times and the worst times are when you're going to learn the most, right? If everything's good
0: and peachy all the time, you're probably not learning and you're probably not growing much. And Christian, I think you'd be good to talk about, you know, in in the time that I've met you, um, you had just made a major move, you've gone through a lot of different changes in life probably, and I'm assuming it probably hasn't been all peachy since you moved from Iowa to Chicago, for example. Do you have any examples of maybe things that have happened in the last year that were ones for you, but you think have made you better or more prepared to be resilient? Yeah, I think, you know, moving to Chicago,
3: so for those that don't know, and I, you know, I won't talk too much about the Buck Creek side but I work for Buck Creek Distributing um, and I lived in Iowa City for six years um, working for Buck Creek Distributing and I moved most recently moved to Chicago um, to help expand the company uh, in that market Um, and you know the the move in general wasn't too bad I think I was uh, my girlfriend and I, we were we were kind of ready to move somewhere new, and so this opportunity was really perfect for us, but it was definitely trying, you know, not knowing anyone in the city, um, not knowing any of the customers, and being thrust into this kind of role of doing sales in a just an uncomfortable environment that I didn't know anything about. Um, While you're helping run a new warehouse... You right. Kind of th- so, mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think I, that I would say that that those first few months, I probably learned more, you know, than I had in the, the previous several years at Buck Creek, just because I was, you know, I was forced to get out of my comfort zone and, and really, uh, you know, make things happen.
0: And um, I had to be extremely resilient because of that. Yeah, and, my, and I became more resilient because of that. Yeah, my guess is like, you probably went home many nights and you would have probably categorized that day as probably a 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, many many sure. times like Mark was talking about the 1 to 10 thing. Yeah. But now thinking back you sounds like you're super thankful for the ones because yeah. they they hardened you or they built you built that
3: that resilience. 100%. I I got more resilient because of those ones. Now ones days or events that are ones feel a little bit more like twos or
1: threes maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Well, let, you know, mm. Lenny, you and I were catching up a while back in while Chicago. Back, yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. I know your ones. Yeah, there's I, a lot I of don't years. know them all. There's a lot of ones. But I, I think
1: that. you've had some ones. Yeah, I had plenty tell of us ones. a little bit. You I know, think, you don't have um, to get into specifics, but just tell us what your sure. thoughts are I yeah, know for
2: sure, and I think by far my biggest one it was the loss of my mother back in um, 2013 and I was only 18 at the time, you know, so That would be difficult. I was you know, I was young and my main goal was to always take care of my mom throughout my life. You know, so I had to grew I had to grow up without her at that time of of me turning into a into a man. So I had no choice but to turn into a man right off the back, right as soon as that happened, you know. Well,
1: no, let's back up though. I
2: mean, your dad was gone. And then aside from that, that too, you know, my dad, you know, that happened like around graduation time of like 8th grade when I was about to graduate 8th grade, that happened and that was shocking too um, too because it just happened out of nowhere he just disappeared on us you know i don't know exactly how it happened but you know i don't want to get into too much details onto that but but it's your one it's one of your ones those would be very and those are yeah those are big and they were tough you know they were tough because there were nights where like nothing will ever feel the same you know what i mean right and i'm definitely made it out of the struggle Upon all that, all those ones I made her wait. The struggle. Wait, slow down. I mean, let's not underestimate this. So, what you're saying? You're 18.
1: You're all alone. You have no parents. No parents.
2: At in, in, in a
1: in a a day and age where we're on our <laughs> we're on our parents' health insurance till we're 26. I mean, I, I let's was, be honest. I we was are, one of those kids. We are <laughs> we are spoon fed till we're 30 in this country now, and here you are, 18.
2: So. So how'd you react to this? I took it day by day. It was, it was tough, you know, um, it was all, it was all in my mind at the time. I had to, I had to, I had to overcome these obstacles, you know, I had to become, I had to become myself more than anything. I had to understand my problems, my situation. I had to accept the fact that I will, I will never get that back.
0: Right. And now to give some background on Lenny, you know, now, well, you're married,
2: I'm married yes. Sir. Uh,
0: so have a have a great marriage there, and you're very successful, and um, manages a warehouse for Buck Creek Distributing now. So it sounds like those horrible ones that I could never imagine going through myself. Um, would you say it's fair to say it really built resilience in you to be able to to push through really difficult things that now come up in
2: your life because they probably don't seem too difficult now. Almost definitely yes. I was able to build a lot of resilience through that. Um, you know, it it helped a lot just to really listen to some motivational videos. Those were really helpful. Um, aside from that, you know, we I just kept it I just kept it going every day. It was tough, man. I'm not even going to deny it. It was pretty tough. So, it, till this day it's probably still tough, you know. I just yeah. don't really try to think too much about it because it will only break me down more deeply, right. you know. Well, props oh. to you, Lenny, for, well, yeah. one, thank you for sharing yeah. that. I didn't, no, yeah, no I didn't know and any of that.
1: When Lenny and I first talked about his situation, it took me back, <clears throat> and I brought it up on our podcast before. I didn't lose my mother that eight. but I lost my father at 16 and a brother at 11. And uh, when you told me that story the first time, it really, you know, brought up those feelings. And it makes you think, you know, you can go one of two ways, right? You could spiral. Or you could use that as energy. I've always used it as energy. Now, you know, maybe sometimes I buried myself in work and entrepreneurship to so I don't. Right? If I didn't have enough going, I might sit around and start thinking. And maybe it's been my own way to suppress. So my my mind knows how to take my one and turn it into a 10. Right? Um, but a neat analogy I saw once, uh, you know, if you think about a rope, a rope's a bunch of strings wound together, right, mm-hmm. and that string individually is pretty <laughs> weak, but wound together with a thousand of them it's really strong, very similar with scar tissue, right yeah. scars build up on scars on top of scars makes you pretty fucking strong mm-hmm. and what's the old saying they always said uh uh what is it won't won't hurt you, won't kill you, or whatever. Uh, uh, whatever, whatever doesn't kill, kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you
0: stronger. That's true. point there. Yeah, and we got we got pretty deep there, guys. So I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm balling. Yeah, I think a lot of people too that listen to this podcast probably are some are people that are interested in in entrepreneurship and how to how to take these and maybe further themselves business wise professionally. Um, you know, Mark, maybe you could give an example since you have more experience than any of us and then we could jump into Are there any like instances in your professional career that you can think of where you thought you had a great idea maybe or this was a a can't miss business venture <laughs> and maybe it didn't go the way right. you thought and kind of walk us through the resilience that was needed to to get through that and keep right. pushing as an entrepreneur.
1: Well, I think Someone made the comment earlier in a meeting we were in earlier today that oh, there's a movie out there and a uh, and a guy a girl asks a guy what he did for a living. He says an entrepreneur, and she said, "Oh, Grady, you're broke." <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was just earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> um, pretty true in a lot of fashions, but I think there's really two types of entrepreneurs. Though um, those swinging for the home run, right, kind of long ball hitter, and those that. Uh, are more of the base hit guys. And I think if you're putting all your marbles into one basket and swinging for the fences, sometimes that can end a little bad. Um, but if you have not had failure as a businessman, you're not a successful one. You have not taken enough risk. I like that. If That's you cool. have not had
0: failure, mm-hmm. you are not a successful businessman. And I'll call bullshit <clears> all <throat> the time. If you're just mm-hmm. settling for the status quo all the right. time and not taking those chances, right. I think, yeah. yeah. Well, has anybody ever looked at the
1: chart on, like, a stock market or
0: anything? Is it ever
1: straight up? No. No, oh, it's up a little bit, down, down. up, down, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. <laughs> kind of two steps forward, one back. That's life business entrepreneurship, right? We had an example at a brewery I invested in a couple years ago. I lost 100 Gs quicker than shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it was foolproof, excited. I didn't cry over it, didn't whine over it, didn't sulk in it, didn't tell all my friends about it, didn't, right? I ate it because I'm the one that took the risk. I swung the bat, right? I'm the one. But I did it because it could have taken off, right? Probably 50-50. So, again, I just want to reiterate, you won't be successful. The failures are what
0: teach you. Mm-hmm right? You learn from the failure. And that can be on a big scale. You know, you're talking about making a $100,000 investment in a a brewery that maybe didn't work out. Um, Obviously, not everybody listening to this podcast could make an investment that big and we wouldn't tell you to do that. But I mean, even if you were trying to start... What do you
1: mean? Wait, back up. This isn't a don't try this at home. They can try whatever the fuck well, they yeah.
0: want. Well, <laughs> yeah. Don't invest all your money and then come looking this for Brent O'Rourke. This isn't like
1: we're watching evil. This isn't like we're watching an evil show and they're
0: saying don't try this at home. <laughs> you can try this shit at home. But Eve, just be responsible with your money. <laughs> right? Basically. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a great <clears> example, though. I really liked what you said. You know, not being a successful businessman. Um, if you haven't had that failure, because it's so true, that means you're just kind of being lazy yeah. Mm-hmm. and you're not, Lenny, you were talking a little bit, and I <clears throat> I just met Lenny today. I've really enjoyed meeting him. Um, you were talking about maybe in one of your previous jobs, having to deal with some of the politics, oh, yeah, you know, and you, you thinking maybe that um, you were unfairly passed over maybe for a promotion or something because of some nepotism, whatever. Um, And and that happens all the time everywhere. But, you know, having the wherewithal then and the resiliency to to realize that and get out, now you probably would say you have a much better uh, professional setup than you did. So it kind of worked out for you, right?
2: Yeah, I took the risk, man. I took the risk. I decided, you know what? Um, I'm not going to sit here and wait for the opportunity. I'm going to take the opportunity. You know, I'm going to go out there. And I've always been like that. Every time whenever I will apply for a job, I will always show the initiative that, you know, I'm going to leave you a voicemail. I'm going to call you and ask, hey, have you checked in my resume and see how is that going, you know? And that's what I did, actually, with Buck Creek. And yeah, that's kind that's, of how we know that's you. that's how I got the job here. <laughs> and I and ever since then, it's been great, you know? And all because I did take that risk, you know? And sometimes in life, you got to take those risks. Mm-hmm, and that's right. how you're going to become resilient because that's right. how you're going to be overcome those issues. you got to take those risks because risks are solutions, you know? Definitely. So, yeah. And I think, I feel like, it's not, it's not always
3: just the, when you have a failure, you're going to learn from your failure, right? You're not going to do it again. Um, you would it, oh, hope. You would Some hope. people have you seen. You probably, <laughs> or you will, but the biggest takeaway from a failure is that you're getting, you're getting used to getting up off the ground and doing, going back to work after failing, right? Mm-hmm. It's becoming normal to fail and to get up again right after that and go and keep on trucking. Right. Um, it's not just learning from that failure, it's learning how to move forward after that failure that is so important well
1: and i i mean let's let's talk about some real world examples um when you're a w-2 worker and you're working for somebody else and granted you guys do but you're we're all entrepreneurs here we don't babysit christian and lenny and you, you gotta do your shit but let me give you a real world example of a typical day as an entrepreneur as i see it and i'll give you one from a couple of weeks ago that you know test your mental resilience within the course of a day you could be a 10 by noon you could have a one
3: mm-hmm.
1: by three you're back to a 10 hoping to end it at a 10 but it could end it at a one i'll give you a real world example a couple of weeks ago you know we're working on this canned product had a co-packer they called wouldn't do it okay boom that started the morning and then we had another vendor that decided they were going to charge us 150000 for something we didn't even have. Okay, well, let's add to the one. And by the end of the day, maybe we found a new co-packer. So we got a 10. Mm-hmm. But then maybe your family calls from home, your daughter, your son, your spouse, and they've had a horrible day. This is mental resilience, yeah. right? This is the shit that, you know... I hate to use the word, but, you know, there's no room in entrepreneurship for mental ministry. You got to be strong mentally, right? Yeah. It, Definitely. That is probably the number one thing you have to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You got to have days. I've had days. We, we started Buck Creek nine years ago, Right. We have a beautiful hot plant growing one day, the next day it's gone with downy mildew, right? Or, you know, can you work five years with never getting a paycheck from a certain company, right? right? That's mental resilience. Mm -hmm. And you just, you develop it, you got to have it. The neat thing about resilience, and you guys talked about ones and tens and scars and all this. As you get older, you become more effective at it because of all the failures, Right, and the experience, what we it, talk about today, we're launching this exciting product within Buck Creek. You'll see in a few months, but I know all the pitfalls, I know the shit to look for mm-hmm. insurance, liability. Mm-hmm. I, but that's all life number ones, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know. My ones are add up way more to 10, more like 100. Mm-hmm. Um, but. but it allows you to, so exactly what Christian said, the, the ones make you better. And they make those tens feel so much
0: better. Yeah. I think probably all four of us had fairly um, moderate upbringing, so we weren't, you know, I can think of some people that I know in my personal life that were kind of those, and we probably all know them, um, born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Are the people listening? Are the fans uh, listening? To I don't know. know. They, might they might be. They might be. So you were um, friends with rich kids? Some some of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's rich kids in Gutenberg. Oh, there's rich kids everywhere. College, Guttenberg, yeah. Um, I always appreciated, and I'm not going to lie, I came from a middle class, fine family. You know, we were never in trouble money-wise, but my mom and dad always instilled in me um, nothing was ever a handout. I had to, I had to have jobs. I had to pay for, you know, a lot of my own college. I, they probably could have afforded to pay for my college, but they elected not to. And we, we probably all come from those types of backgrounds that made us and forced us to build up that resiliency. I mean, Lenny had to deal with a lot more of those, even way more difficult things early on. But as opposed to having everything handed to you, I just, I take. A lot more pride in, in building something up, like at Buck Creek, for example, because, like, Mark, I know way from the beginning, you know, you started this basically from nothing. And I know you're what you come from in Guttenberg. You weren't yeah, given okay. everything. Right. So I like being a part of that. And I think our our history has made us well equipped as opposed to maybe those a really rich kid who finally at some point faces some adversity mm-hmm. and gets punched in the face really hard one time. They're a lot less likely to get up the off the mat than we are, um, you know. Per se, what what do you guys think? Yeah. Maybe I went off I, on a really I know, clear yeah. tangent. I, mean, I hear you. I think so.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, again, uh, just being in a small business kind of incubator environment, we all deal with adversity on a daily basis, really. Like doing what we're doing, you know, building this thing from the ground up and and growing this thing, like you're you're always going to have adversity. It's probably a a daily thing, you know. I can think pretty much every day something happens where I'm like god damn it, you know, like this sucks, but because of that, I'm uh I'm a lot better at dealing with it, you know, because it's a daily thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: right. And it will the 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 important thing is to recognize that it probably will always be a daily thing, right? And that helps you uh you know, plan for that kind of thing and and expect it and
1: get better at dealing with it yep it's it's normalcy and a lot of times what i'll tell like the the staff in the office is zoom out sometimes you just gotta zoom out Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta take a walk yeah just take a walk zoom out and think about
2: and just think about how much we've accomplished
3: yep you know
2: you gotta be grateful for all the great things that life has given you and all and all the bad things of course you can't You can't take away from those; Mm -hmm. those those things are bound to happen. Yeah, they're gonna happen. But the great things and the good things that come with life, you gotta take full advantage of those and take, you know, be happy about those moments. You know, because they come and go just like bad things and good things. So. And sometimes when I say go for a walk, you know, sometimes it's just a walk out in nature, hearing
1: the birds and seeing stuff, and you just take a big deep breath, and you're like, "Okay, this is all minor in the grand scheme of things." I woke up. I'm healthy. Yeah, right, I have a great family. I have friends. Look at all the positives and one of the strongest things we talked about being uh unapologetically you a couple podcasts ago and I try to teach my kids we we've talked about a lot about this, and in today's world of social media, right. I think we're all looking for acceptance, you know, all these types of things, but at the end of the day, right, you can't love anyone until you love yourself, Amen. right, mm-hmm. and you need to be your own best friend, That's and true. until you're your, your own best friend, you're going to struggle, right, mm-hmm. because you're constantly going to worry about what everybody else thinks of you, you're going to be a people pleaser, right, right? First, you got to love yourself because that's who you can count on, right? Look, Lenny, perfect example. who you? Who? When you were
2: eighteen, you had you. Yeah, nobody else. That was it. Right. You know, I have a sister and all, but we were all going through it. And she had to worry about her. And she had to worry about her, and she was technically on her own, just like I was on my own. And yeah, I had to learn how to love myself. And aside from that, I just had to learn how to like shut that little voice in my head that was telling me, you know, this sucks. You know, yeah, it's not there. You're gonna go home and nobody's gonna be there. Yeah, it's gonna be a dark environment. But you know, I never gave in. I, even though it was, it was there was tough moments. I never gave in, and and I'm happy now. I'm I'm good. Like yeah. I'm in peace, and mm-hmm. and I think that's what I always wanted to find within myself. It's peace. peace, and I can tell that about you. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you
1: hit what I was getting at with the whole thing. It's the voices within your own head that will derail you. Right? And I don't mean to use the word mental midget or anything like that, but there's no room for it, right? If you want to be successful and have freedom in life. And when we talk about entrepreneurship, it isn't about making gobs of money, it isn't about, it's about freedom. Mm -hmm. I've been able to do what I want to do since I've been 38 years old, right? Because I'm on my own. Do I work more than ever? Hell yeah. But I love it, right? I don't take frequent vacations or anything like that, but we've all had times where you gotta learn how to shut that voice off because no one else cares. You might think he's thinking something or she's thinking something. They're not.
0: That's your mind thinking it. I I talked about that a podcast or two ago, Mark. Yeah. I I struggled I used to struggle with that so much about um, being a people pleaser yeah and always being aware or thinking I was aware of like what everyone thought of me and I'm, okay I I have this image to uphold and um, I really hope they think you know this way of me and I'd say in the last year um, I don't think that way anymore and I'm so grateful that I don't like I do not give if you're not my wife my kids um, and my best friends and some professional colleagues. I really don't give a shit what you think about me. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. But once you like in Social media, like you said, is like such a problem, in my opinion. With with the instant gratification and the likes Mm -hmm. and stuff. You just got to get away from that. Did it uh, give you freedom? Did you feel free? uh, It did. Like not stressing about... Like you said, it's like, oh, that guy over there across the bar, he's probably thinks I look like an idiot right now or something. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, who the fuck's that guy? I don't care what (laughs) what he thinks, you know? Um, So yeah, that was really liberating for me not to, that's something I struggled with for sure that I've worked on.
1: Yeah, I mean, once you can effectively not just shut off the negative voices, but flip them to positive talk, because who do you talk to the most? Yourself. <laughs> yourself yourself right yeah. you talk to yourself and we've all had that moment trust me i've had them where i get i think of one negative thing i think about me personally and then that adds to another and another and i gotta flip that switch
2: right and that brings us back to mental resilience yep like, this is it like at the end of the day there's the main topic and we gotta be tough within our own selves yeah you Definitely. know it's all what goes on between your ears and it's
1: like, that's what creates the freedom, right? In your own mind, because you'll drive yourself crazy, crazy. Yeah. right? So just be positive. And it really goes with anything. So much of what we talk on these podcasts aren't just business. It's life. Really? It's freedom. It's playing um, without fear. Take, un- taking those risks. Take risks. Be unapologetically you. I always say, Lenny, I associate yours and I's situation with the family losses. I tell people, they say, you know, I can't believe you take these risks. I, I've seen the abyss. You've seen the abyss. I've seen it. This None of this shit's scary. I can figure out how to make more money. Right? Mm-hmm. So, use the ones to give yourself tens. Mm-hmm. Right? And we'll take 1s and 10s versus 4s and 5s. Now, it's not for everybody. Some people choose, and that's their life to live, to be a 4 or a 5. And that's great. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, that's probably not going to be how your life rolls. You're going to be rich. You're going to be poor. Rich again. Poor again. (laughs) You know, happy, sad, stressed, not stressed. But it's fun it's yeah. fun so any last words before we take off today on our no, thank you no, thank yeah you. thanks guys for thank joining you. us thank today thank you friends of ours thanks from for having us. chicago yeah, thank you for having joining us. the soul and low mafia over here for our podcast yeah
0: we uh we promise we won't have as big of a break this time for our next episode um we're gonna have some things in the works maybe for some other guests and uh Maybe we'll get lucky and have Christian and Lenny back again sometime. And, yeah, we'll keep talking about topics that we think people will find helpful. Yeah, not just for business, but uh, for life in general. Cheers, everybody. Have a good one.